0: Hey, what is going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Search Cast, Season 3, Episode 28, presented by Primal X Hockey and DraftKings, and we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. This episode is going to be a little different compared to the previous episodes, um, just for the fact that I am recording this start of the episode on Friday morning. Um, after the Hurricanes played the Anaheim Ducks last night on Thursday. So when everyone does hear this episode, um, this part of the show was recorded this morning just due to schedule conflicts yesterday uh, and stuff like that. Of course, the game being last night, uh, Bailey was not able to join me and Kat yesterday when talking to Alex. She is actually sick um, as of right now, so she was able to make that, and she's not able to come this morning. And Kat was able to make it yesterday. For the show uh, to record, but uh, this morning has uh, work, things she needs to get done. So I'm going to run kind of solo for probably the first time since like season one before Bailey became a um, permanent co-host on the show. So we're talking since like like somewhere in mid-2022 in the summer um, for the first time where it's just me by myself once again. So it's, it's a little different. Um this part of the episode, it's not going to be super duper long just because I know everyone's really looking forward to the a lack interview. And it was, I will say this, it was so much fun doing the show with him. I uh, just great answers, great conversation. And I would say probably the last five minutes, he absolutely uh, just had me and cat just absolutely dying. Um, So you'll have to get to that part of the interview, but big thank you to Eddie though, for taking the time to uh, talk to us. The audio at some points do get a little jumbled just because of the fact that he was um, in his car driving to a uh, house thing that he had to get done for his real estate job that he does. He had to take some like promo shots and videos and stuff like that for a house he's going to currently, um, you know, start selling and stuff like that. So at some points, like I said, the audio might get a little um, jumbled up and stuff like that. There was only so much we can do in terms of fixing the audio, but most of it, like I would say about ninety. 899% of it is um, really good. We hope you guys enjoy that. But like I said, big thank you to Eddie for fitting us into his schedule. And, of course, with the time difference of him being in Arizona and then me a cat being here in the Carolinas. But you guys will really enjoy that. That's probably going to be about close to 40-ish minutes. So, like I said, this early portion of the show isn't going to be super long so we can get you guys over to the uh, interview portion. But I do want to just – kind of really quick talk about the last like four games that the Hurricanes have played, including the fact that we had just had four days off in between the St. Louis Blues game and the Anaheim Ducks game. Um going to talk about Sebastian Aho real quick going, you know, being named to the All-Star team. Um once again very deserving of him. The Kings are in a current seven game point streak um and winners of six of their last seven. So we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. And then just talk about how funny it is that Seth Jarvis uh Basically, he already has a vacation booked, even though the, the fans are kind of doing a late push for him to get into the All-Star game himself. And then the very back portion is going to be um, the interview. So you won't really get it um, like a normal exit for me. I'm going to give us all the socials where you can find us and all that good stuff um, before we get into the episode, it's, uh, into the interview. And then the interview will kind of just close out uh, the episode here for the Surge cast. So the Hurricanes uh coming off their quick you know, New Year's Eve and New Year's um Eve game and New Year's Day break they played the New York the Rangers uh, at Madison Square Garden and it's not surprising to the Rangers kind of wanted to remind everyone how it's kind of like the house of horrors uh for the Hurricanes going to Madison Square Garden but for that night um things were a little bit different you know the Hurricanes decided you know where we're going to come in and uh put up a six spot on Igor Shesterkin giving him a 0.778 save percentage after scoring six goals on him. Uh you just love to see for how the fact that the Kings just came out and absolutely just firing on all cylinders took that couple days off and just stay, basically started off 2024 how they ended 2023 and absolutely just putting a beating on the Rangers who they are slowly catching up in terms of the standings. Um the power play was huge that night, going two for four, in thanks to Jack Drury and Andre Svechnikov both getting power play goals in the first period. Uh, at that point, it was Jack six of the season and Andre Svechnikov's seventh. Chris Kreider did score in the second period to make it two one, but then after that it was all Carolina. Jordan Martin scored his second of the season um, after Kreider in the second period, and then in the third it was uh, all Hurricanes to score in that one as it was. Jalen Schaffield gets his fourth of the season. Andre Svetchikov gets his second goal of the game for his eighth. And then Michael Bunting scores his ninth. And funny enough, too, that was Brendan Lemieux's uh, first assist of the season for the Hurricanes on that Michael Bunting goal. Game ends 6-1. The Hurricanes actually got outshot by the Rangers 29-27. But the Hurricanes actually let him block shots that night, 10-9. And then, like I said, the power play, 2-4. for Pillan to kill was 3-3. for You'd Love to see from your Carolina Hurricanes absolutely putting the smack down on the Rangers after Rangers fans you know talk all that smack about how they're gonna go after Ajo and how he's a dirty player and blah 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 and all this other stuff. Yeah, okay, whatever. You get, just just have fun knowing that you guys paid all that money to see your team get absolutely whooped by the hurricanes. Have fun with that. So then the Hurricanes had two days off before uh, they went to Washington to play the Capitals in what was the first half of a back-to-back that was on the road Friday and then at home um, Saturday night. So they played the Washington Capitals uh, at home back in PNC after their quick little you know, road trip to New York and then going up to Washington. This was actually the first game the Max Pacioretty, former Hurricanes player, uh, was playing in his first game for um, the Capitals that night, and also Ethan Bear was playing his first game for the Capitals Capitals as well. Um, the fact going into this game, the Hurricanes are playing 11 7 You know, you know, Martin Nietzsche gets hurt. Uh, you know, I, I know with the fact that you know, Jesper Foss was actually out of that game too, because he took a high hit, I think, in the Rangers game. And then you know, Steph Nason was sick, and it's just at that point, you're like you're, you're down three players. They had a call for Vasily Marv, which we will talk about here in a li- which I'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but early on, you can kind of tell that like the Hurricanes were just trying to figure it out. Down to nothing after the first, I mean, nothing you could do with both of those goals from Mick Dowd and Dylan Strome. And Dylan Strom's goal was a power play goal. There's nothing that Peter could do with those two goals. It's just it is what it is. Um, but then after that, the Hurricanes just came absolutely flying, putting up another six spot. This time on the Capitol. So in two games to start off 2024, they scored six and then another six. So they give us a nice little 12-pack of goals to start off 2024, which is, like I said, what you would love to see from this Carolina Hurricanes team. Uh, Brent Burns scored the uh, lone goal in the second period, getting the Hurricanes back within 2-1. And then it was an absolute onslaught by the Canes in the third period, scoring five goals in that period. Uh, Seth Jarvis kicks it off. Uh, For his 14th of the season, and Vasily Ponomarev, who had a got to the rink in Chicago at 10 a.m., jumped on a flight like three hours later, got to DC, and basically got there right as like Walt Ruff is in the tweet hidden post to on his tweet of like, okay, they're still waiting for him and all that stuff. But he gets his first NHL point on that Seth Jarvis goal, so big night for him, and he gets even better. As the game goes along, but that was his first ever NHL point in his NHL debut with you know a pre-game skin with the you know with the hair flowing, just very, very nice. The flow is real. He he's got his powers just from the hair, and like I said, first assist of the season on a Seth Jarvis goal, um, to kick off you know the tie of the game, and then later in the period, andres Fetchikov with another power play goal for his ninth goal of the season. Um, and this will be Sebastian Ajo's second assist, at, which at that time puts him at 30 assists on the season. And then another power play goal, this time by Brent Burns for his second of the game eight for the season. Um, and that would be Svechnikov's second assist of the night on that one for his 17th. And then Sebastian Ajo with his third assist of the night, putting him at 31 at that time. Anyway, just to make things even more interesting for the Hurricanes, you know, they scored an even strength, they scored a power play goal. Well, how about a shorthanded goal? Because Dimitri Orlov in his first game back with the Capitals, which it was really cool, they gave him, you know, a tribute video and all that stuff. He gets the shorthanded marker. Basically, the Hurricanes scored an even strength, a power play, and a shorthanded goal all in this game. That made it 5-2. Uh, made it five And then Vasily Ponomarev – Absolutely caps off a great night for him. He scores his first NHL goal. They give him two points on the night. Wraps up a just a, a very great day for a guy who's doing his NHL debut. Gets an assist, gets a goal, gets his first NHL point, gets his first NHL goal, and finishes the night up with two points. You love to see. It. You're very happy for him, and uh, I think there's a new number ninety-two in Carolina. Sorry, Jeff O'Neill, you can be salty all you want about your number being used by Vasily Panamarov. We don't claim you in Carolina anymore. It hasn't been like that for a while because you decided to crap on us. So you know what? We don't really care what you have to say. There's a number 92 in town, and that's one Vasily Panamarov who did uh, get reassigned to the Chicago Wolves because we got guys that did come back um, from injuries and illnesses and stuff like that. But I am very, very excited for this kid to play in the NHL and I would not be surprised if uh Panamarov does make it onto the NHL roster next season for the Hurricanes. I'm curious to see where they're going to put him but he definitely showed why they got him, why they invested so much into him and if he I would think if he didn't get hurt in training camp to start the season, I I predicted that he was going to make the roster coming out of camp. Unfortunately, he did get hurt. Um but you kind of knew that this guy was at some point, was going to make a make a splash on the Kings roster. This was the game to definitely do that on a first half of a back to back. So for him to come in, Dewey did a spectacular. I will, like I said, I will not be surprised if this guy makes the NHL roster next season with the Hurricanes because he has definitely shown that he can play in this league. I know this is really, really small sample size, but I don't know. He, he he's pretty much shown all that he can do in the AHL. I think it's time to give this guy a shot. So then the Hurricanes finish off the first week of January with their second half of a back-to-back against the St. Louis Blues. This is one of those games where what can you really do? It was a low-scoring game. Both goals came in the first period. Nathan Walker starts off, gets his first of the season, um, and then Tava Vine keeps the power play scorching hot or supernova hot at this point because I think – they are right now currently second in the entire NHL in power play in the power play percentage. I think it's like north of 20, it's like almost up to 29%. The power play is just on fire right now. I think it's like they're up to 40% since December 1st. It's absolutely insane just how hot this power play has been. Um, he scores his 14th of the season. Jack Drury gets his 11th assist. Um, so the Hurricanes do go one for one in the power play. Did actually the Blues 30 to 22. Uh, Block shots. The Blues did have twenty-five to the Kings' thirteen in terms of hits. The Kings actually out-hit um, the Blues, and the penalty kill also went one for one. So the power play and the power, and the penalty kill both went perfect, hundred percent on both. Um, just because it was one opportunity each for each team, and Carolina made theirs count. Um, unfortunately, it did go to a shootout, where the Hurricanes did ultimately end up losing in the shootout so they did get one point in that game which snapped their winning streak which which was at that time at five games going into the into the blues contest but they did get a point out of it so they were on a six game point streak at that point winners five of their last six and then for whatever reason i don't know what's going on with the scheduling because it made no sense because you look at the month of january After the Rangers and the Capitals, the Hurricanes have one more road game for the entire month of January, and that's on the 24th when they go to Boston for another back-to-back, which includes them being on the road for Game 1 and then back home for Game 2, and Game 2 is against the New Jersey Devils. So very, very interesting how that kind of worked out to where, once again, it's another back-to-back Road on for the first game, home on the second one. But that's the only that's the only other road game left this month is in Boston. Because you know, last night they played the Ducks, then they get the Penguins tomorrow on Saturday, Kings on Monday, which is the Justin Williams, all uh, you know, Hall of Fame game to honor him. And then you got three days off, then you got the then you got Detroit on the 19th, and then they have a day off, then you get Minnesota the 21st, and then Boston. Devils on the 25th for that back-to-back, and they finish off the month of January on the 27th against the Arizona Coyotes. But it's just insane how the Hurricanes have like two days off from between the Rangers and Capitals, and then you get four days off after the Blues game before you play the Ducks. And you can get like three games in the span of one, two, three, four, five games. You have three games in five days after having five days off. Then you get another three days off before you play the, uh, the Red Wings. And then you have two games in three days. It's just the scheduling this year has been absolutely insane. I know, fan, I know, playing fancy hockey, all you fancy hockey people out there, the scheduling has been so off. Because like today, there's like maybe three games. Like two days ago, there was like three games in the last night. It seemed like almost like almost every team was playing, and you're like, you don't have enough roster spots to play your guys. So it's it's. I know us. I know us. Fancy hockey people are like, come on, let let's get a, get a little bit going here. In terms of again, the schedule to make sense, but you know what? It is what it is. Like I said, hurricanes at four days off. And then they bring the Anaheim Ducks uh home, which for whatever reason the Ducks have had the Hurricanes number over the last few games they've played against each other. And uh, the Hurricanes did lose earlier this season to the Ducks. Um back in October on that on the West Coast road trip where the where, where funny enough the Ducks beat the Hurricanes six to three. This time, the Hurricanes returned the favor with the Ducks coming into town, and they beat them 6-3 to in this game. And the crazy part of this whole thing, that first period, the Ducks had one shot on goal the entire period, one shot on goal. Now, luckily, unlike the Tampa Bay game where they did help Tampa to one shot for the entire period, the Ducks didn't end up winning that game, which was nice. So the Hurricanes held them to one shot on goal, but the Hurricanes did win this one. I think the Ducks' like first shot of the game was like after 16 minutes, which is how basically how long they held him off the score, him off the scoreboard, just in terms of shots on goal. Um, Hurricanes did in the first period up to nothing. and then Andrei Svechnikov hit double digits in goals, getting his tenth of the season, and then Sebastian Aho with his 32nd assist. You love to see it from Sebastian Aho right now. Um and then the second period it got very very weird. It, it was, after being up 2 nothing, holding the Ducks to one shot, the Hurricanes kind of came a little bit flat out of the gates. Um Isaac Lundstrom gets his first of the season for the Ducks 25 seconds into the period makes it 2-1. Jordan Martin gets his third of the season to make it 3-1 Hurricanes for Seth Jarvis's or second assist of the night. And then Ryan Sturm scores his fifth of the year to make it 3-2 and then Frank for Toronto who is on an otherworldly pace for the Ducks right now, if you were able to draft this guy as a sleeper pick or get him off a of free agency, that is a probably a, a, an insane steal for you. I know in one league with the Marty Animals League, hosted by you know Moose and all them from Fancy Duck Boys, um, I drafted this guy. I'm like, okay, I know Rick Bertano. I know he's kind of good. And, you know, I'm kind of see what he does this year. Probably the biggest steal of the draft for me, honestly. Um, but for the In this game, it, his goal was a power play goal, his 20th of the season. It did tie the game up 3-3. Um, unfortunately, uh, Peter Kachekov did get hurt. It looked like he did get run into on uh, on his upper body. Uh, he was shaken up, and then he did have to come out of the game for concussion protocol. They're not saying it's a concussion yet. They're going to run some MRIs today. So we don't know for sure what exactly it is, but he did look dazed and confused. So. That's kind of what it might be, but we're going to wait and see what the diagnosis is on that. Um, but like shortly after you know he comes out of the game, um, Steph Nason scores his 11th of the season, and then Jack Drury scores a power play goal, uh, to put the Hurricanes up 5 3 the end of the second period. Um, and that gets Timo and his second assist on the night at that point, which was his 10th on the season, and then Seth Jarvis. Basically, ultimately puts the dagger away. He was absolutely buzzing that whole night. Gets his 15th goal of the season, his third point of the night. Um, Brent Burns getting his 16th assist and Jordan Martin getting his ninth. And, yep, Seth Jarvis, one goal, two assists, having an amazing night himself. The Hurricanes power play uh, went one for three on the night thanks to the Jack Drury power play goal um, to basically end a very crazy second period where you saw Six goals that period, uh, three each by both teams, and then the penalty kill for the Hurricanes stay red hot as usual because they they're over ninety seven percent since December, which is like, thing like which leads the NHL since December first in the penalty kill. They went four for five that night despite the Frank Vertrano power play goal. Uh, in terms of shots, the Hurricanes absolutely just dominated in the shot category, thirty four to sixteen. Uh, the Ducks only have 15 block shots the Hurricanes, 10, and then the Hurricanes actually outhit the Ducks, 16 to 14. So that will give the Hurricanes a seven-game point streak, winners of six of their last seven, and just a great way to basically encapsulate Star Wars night, just became an absolute force on the Ducks once they kind of woke up from being, get, let them basically tie that game back up to 3-3. Three, three. Brandon Lemieux you know, throws in a little fight in the middle of that game, gets the boys going, and that's after another fight where, you know, one of the guys goes after Seth Jarvis and Jordan Martinuk and Jordan Stall kind of come in and help their uh, line mate out, which (laughs) Seth Jarvis could hold his own, too, for the fact you got Seth Jarvis, who's probably the smallest guy out of the three. He's in the middle of it, and then you got the two Jordans in it as well. That third line, I will say, of Martinuk – Stahl and Jarvis has been absolutely lights out for the Hurricanes. Like they've been in an absolute terror right now, and Brad Bradmore might have probably unlocked that line because you know they've been like they're known for shutdown and basically not getting a lot of points ever since he threw Jarvis on that line. That line has been absolutely producing points left, right, and center, and they have just been absolutely otherworldly for the Hurricanes right now. Right, right now, and if you look at all four lines of the Hurricanes, it seems like almost everyone is scoring at this point. The Like I said, winners of the last six of the last seven, seven-game point streak. You know, outside of that Blues shootout loss, the Hurricanes have basically put up six goals, six goals, and six goals in three of the last four. They are absolutely just smoking everyone right now. Yes, it's the Ducks. Yes, it's the Capitals. But still, I mean, hey, it's the NHL. Obviously, anyone can beat anyone. Because, I mean, look at the Sharks just beat the Montreal Canadiens last night. It's not like, you know, teams all oh, it's like, day. It's an easy W. There's no easy Ws in the NHL anymore. We're not talking like mid-2000s where, okay, there's like five or six teams. That's an easy two points. Now, there is none. There is no easy games. So for the fact that the Canes have put up six goals in three of their last four, shows that the scoring touch is really there, and it is red hot for your Carolina Hurricanes. So um, as of right now, Sebastian Ajo did get named to the All-Star, All-Star game. That's his third time being uh, represented in the Carolina Hurricanes, very well deserving, you know, especially how he ended December, getting like 12 points in his last seven games. And currently he leads the Hurricanes with 47 points, In 38 games played, he's got 15 goals, 32 assists. His 15 goals do tie him first on the team with Seth Jarvis, who also has 15. And then for assists, Sebastian Aho leads the team with 32. The next best is Michael Bunting and Brady Shea, who are both at 18. But for the fact that Sebastian Aho has got 47 points in 38 games is absolutely incredible. For the fact that he even missed three games on the West Coast road trip has been absolutely on fire since mid-December. and Like I said, he's up to 47 or 38. He's well above a point-per-game guy. He's clearly shown that he is a superstar. He needs to be known as a superstar, and it's finally time to put that debate to bed that Sebastian Ajo is a superstar in this league. Um, In terms of plus-minus, everyone who listens to the show knows this is mainly a contact stat. We just want to put it out there as well. Uh, Brent Burns leads the team with 15 uh, it was a plus 15, uh, Jacob Slavin's 11, Steph Nason's a plus 10, Sebastian Ajo is 9, and then Svechikov, Brady Shea, and Jack Jury are all tied with 5. And then in terms of the goalies, uh, Pierre was 11, 7, and 3 with a 2.58 goals against average and a 900 save percentage. And then Antti Ronta did get the win last night because he was not net for the game-winning goal for the Hurricanes. Um, only stopped three shots last night, but hey, you know what? Stop three shots, you get a dub. That's all you really need for coming off the bench cold. Um, he's 8 5 and 2 with a 327 goals against and a 0. 0.862 save percentage. Um, like I said, we hope that Pierre is okay. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. Hopefully, the MRS come back okay, and hopefully, he's not out for a long time. But fingers crossed that it's nothing too serious, and hopefully, he's able to come back. Um, I'm curious to see who's going to be starting in net tomorrow night for uh, the Hurricanes when they do play the Pittsburgh Penguins. And for the fact that they also got the LA Kings on Monday night. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the Hurricanes do in terms of what happens with the diagnosis of Piotr and what they're going to do in terms of a possible backup situation. We could probably see out of back or we could see PTO who really knows, but like I said, uh, praying for Piotr, hope he's okay hopefully it's nothing too serious he can come back soon um, for the next few games, you know, with the two games coming with the Penguins tomorrow night on Saturday, Kings on Monday. And luckily there's three days in between uh, before the Hurricanes have to play the Detroit Red Wings. So that's basically in terms of, the, you know, I'll go to the all-star game. We talked about the seven-game point streak the Hurricanes are on. You know, talking about we talked about facility Panamara for a little bit. And now uh, before we – actually switch over to our interview with um like I said with Eddie Lack which was very very awesome of him to be able to do that for us that was a really awesome thing for him to be able like I said to give us some time come on talk to us and all that good stuff so we are going to talk about our amazing sponsors real quick before we swap over uh, to the interview so there's two games today uh, when you listen to this, we got the National Predators against Dallas Stars. And then we got the Philadelphia Flyers against the Minnesota Wild. So, we like I said, we are going to talk about our amazing sponsors at DraftKings first. Um, just so that way we can talk about them and tell you guys all about the amazing deals. Um, in terms of all of that... Uh, we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook and official betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So, like I said, we got Flyers Wild, Predator Stars tonight. If you're looking at a game to really make it interesting for yourself, I would definitely look at the Flyers and Wild game that plays at 8.07 tonight. Uh, in terms of the puck line, it is set at one and uh, it's set at one point five. With the Flyers being a minus two forty five with a plus one and a half, and then the Minnesota Wild are a plus two hundred with a minus one point five on the puck line. And then the over under is set at six, with the Flyers being a minus one hundred five at over six, and then under six for the Minnesota Wild at a minus one fifteen. If you're looking at the money line, plus one hundred for the Philadelphia Flyers and a minus. 120 for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets, banging just $5 on hockey. The, that's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook and an official sports bank partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. Please. Play responsibly. Big thank you to um, DraftKings for being a uh, sponsor for us over here at the Hockey Podcast Network. And then our other sponsor we got to talk about is PrimeX Hockey. They've been with us since before episode one. They like I said, 107 episodes now. Uh, they've been one of our sponsors. We really appreciate them. If you guys are looking for, you know, sticks, stick protectors, looking for outdoor pucks, indoor pucks, balls, skates, laces. Merchandise—they got amazing flags, they got amazing koozies, t-shirts, all that good stuff. Make sure to check them out at primalxhockey.com. If you code, use the code, if you use the code SearchCast at checkout, you get twenty percent off your order. It's the Sebastian Ahu discount. If you use code SearchCast at checkout at primalxhockey.com, if you're really even looking for wax, they got scented wax. They even got it shaped like waffles. There's even one that glows in the dark. If you really want to get interesting with your uh, with your wax for anything you need it for, um, if you're able to go to 1401 Diggs Drive in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's only like 10 minutes from the arena. If you want to check out their, you know, their store that they have that's next to the warehouse, they got a lot of new stuff in now too. I think they've got a whole bunch of new sticks in, so they got like six or seven new, you know, uh, companies that they're kind of working with in terms of selling some hockey gear. So if you want to check out some new sticks, make sure to check them out. Um, they even have a little oven. I don't know what it's called, but you can actually like kind of like cook your skates in there and, you know, kind of help with the leather and kind of getting the form in. They have that there too. They even have skate sharpeners too. If you want to get your skates sharpened, that's $5. Um, but they are open Monday through Saturday. Make sure you go to the to check out their uh, hours. If you want to go check them out in person, if you're not able to get to them in person, they do have free shipping in the continental United States. So make sure to take advantage of that. Like I said, Go to PrimeXHockey.com, use the code SEARCHCAST, get 20% off. And if you go to the store, tell them that, hey, SEARCHCAST sent us. They might hook you up with some good stuff there, too. So make sure to check them out. Like I said, big thanks to those guys for being amazing sponsors with us. And they've been with us for 107 episodes of the SEARCHCAST. So without further ado, we are going to send you over to Eddie Lack, um, and before we do, just real quick. So you can find me at One True Zach. That's uh, O N E True Zach, it's actually spelled as the number one itself. You can find that on Twitter. Instagram is ZachRMartin22 if you want to uh, follow me on that type of thing as well. Uh, I write for the Carolina Hurricanes and I write now for the Columbus Blue Jackets over at the Hockey Rays. You can check that out. I also do cover the Charlotte Checkers. At AHL News Now, uh, we're pumping out a lot of content because of the All-Star Classic rosters getting announced over there. Uh, for Bailey, you can follow her at Bailey Curtis on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, that's Bailey with two Ys. Uh, that's Bailey Lynn Curtis over there on Instagram. If you want to check out her writing, she's the Colorado Eagles writer over at AHL News Now, if you want to check her out on that site. Uh, for Cap, it's Keniac Chick on Twitter. And then on Instagram, it's KVT 174 on there and along with Um, TikTok and for the search cast, you can find us pretty much at the search cast on everything Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to hit subscribe, hit the click the bell for the notifications, and leave us a like on the video that we're going to have with Eddie Lack. So make sure you do that as well. If you could, that would really help us out. Um, and then we do have link trees in our bios on Instagram and on Twitter. If you want to go check out where you can find the show for the audio versions or on the video versions as well. So without further ado, we're going to send you over to Eddie Lack and hope you guys enjoy the interview. And we are joined today by a very, very special guest from Nortali, Sweden. But for those who do know him, he played for the Vancouver Canucks, the Calgary Flames, and the New Jersey Devils. But most importantly, since we are a Carolina Hurricanes podcast, he played for your Carolina Hurricanes he is known for the Lacko Taco, and of course, if everyone's seen the amazing graphics and the announcement we've had today coming into this episode, we are joined by former Hurricanes Netminder, Eddie Lack. Eddie, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us on the episode. Good. I, I honestly think that you pronounce my hometown better than you did Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I, tr- I try my best to you know give justice to the uh, to the foreign guys especially from the scandinavia countries because you know it, it's already tough as it is and just try my best to make it sound somewhat decent so i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> i love it no i'm doing awesome thank you so much for having me on no of course like i guess oh. we we, t- we talked about before we started recording just like how surprised we were that you were just like yeah sure well <laughs> i'll jump on and we were all just kind of just shocked like wow that kind of just worked out so yeah we we've been super excited for this episode for the last week so and i, I know a lot of Keynes fans are really excited too they've been messaging us about it and just you know everyone's looking forward to this one because a lot of hurricanes fans are still big fans of you and just what you did in carolina for the few years so yeah, we're this, we've just been super excited for this to to come around so like i said thank you this was just we're we're sorry for today we were just super excited so um <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, so, <laughs> so to start off, I so I do have a question for you in terms of because I know you played in Sweden. I know you played for Bronis IF um, in the SHL and stuff like that. And I was listening to a episode of I think it's the Ontario Reigns podcast. Um, they were talking to some of their uh, some of their Swedish guys, then, and they were talking about how the fact that Coming over to North America and just how like teams kind of figure out how to do development and stuff like that with like college and you know play, staying with the with the programs and stuff like that you know over there in the SHL and all that like what was that experience like for you trying to was there a thing way you had to figure out how to like stay with the certain team you were con- uh, contracted with or like were you looking to like move come over to North America sooner like what was that whole process like because I know it's different uh, for forwards and defensemen and even goalies.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I played for Rinas it, it was like uh, I didn't expect to have any NHL interest really because I was I was hurt a little bit in the beginning of that year, and then uh, I was the backup for Jacob Markstrom, right? So, so I like think I only played like fifteen or twenty games that year, and that was it. So, like, I didn't really expect to. to Signed my first NHL contract after that season, but uh, the Canucks have a lot of scouts in in uh, Sweden and everything, right? Um, and uh, uh, they were there and they watched a lot of practices and stuff too, right? It just wa- it just wa- wasn't only game. So uh, when they contacted me after that season they really wanted me and I was like thinking if it was too early maybe to go over because because like I only played half a season in the top league in Sweden but uh, my whole mindset was kind of like I mean I'm either going to go over now and I'm going to play a few years in the minors uh, and get used to the game and everything over here in North America Uh or I'm going to stay in Sweden and like I might not get this opportunity again or like even if, even if I play really good I I probably still need to um, play in the AHL before I get a chance in the NHL so uh, it was just like a good time for me to go over I felt like and, and, and it was an opportunity that I didn't want to let go.
0: No, that's that's so really understandable. So I know it was uh, Lars Lindgren that kind of talked to you into coming over, uh, with the Canucks. Like, did you talk to him very yeah. much, or was it just kind of a couple conversations? Or like, did you kind of stay more in contact with him throughout the whole scouting process, than even when you came over to play for the uh, Canucks, and of course with Manitoba and Chicago?
1: I mean, I didn't really talk to Lars until after I signed. To like be honest, I mean, okay, the. the Canucks and like, obviously, when you're looking at like, like your third or fourth goalie, it happens a little bit like later in in free agency and everything, right? So, like they they gave me like twenty four hours to like decide because otherwise they would jump on like the guy behind me on the list, right? So oh jeez. Yeah. yeah, my yeah like it wasn't even 24 hours i think it was like my agent called me at, at three in the afternoon and he's like yeah like i need an answer before you go to bed tonight and i was like oh, shit. <laughs> all right well well yeah i guess we're doing this
0: <laughs> yeah just to say the least like hey you got about like five hours to give me your life your next life decision or yeah <laughs> it's like okay
2: <laughs> do you do you remember yeah. i know it's been a it's been a little bit do you remember like what were any like the biggest differences of coming from the SHL to coming over to the AHL and then HL, like any of the big differences that were either shocks or just like a little bit, you had to adjust to. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was more so just like speaking English every day. uh, And, and, and getting used to like the language. I mean, I remember when I first came, came over i just felt like everyone was talking so freaking fast and i was like oh my god you guys guys slow like down i can't understand what you're saying (laughs) Um, and and but uh, i lived with two canadian guys in winnipeg uh, where i played my first year right and 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 uh, uh, that just helped me kind of get used to like the language and be around it all the time and 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 um, uh i basically lived with with either canadians or americans up until i met my wife so i mean i haven't really spoken spoken swedish at home since i left sweden so
0: yeah <laughs> oh wow yeah i i can, i can imagine that's a big difference like you said just doing that alone like you're trying to you know get used to the american game where it's you know smaller ice and stuff like that and then of course like you said trying to do a whole language in that process and even the, like you said, going to Manitoba, I know that'd be a big difference for you going from like, like, see so you're going from Manitoba to Chicago to play with the Wolves, and then, then even going to Vancouver, like, what was that experience like? Just seeing the difference, even in Canada, where you're going to where like there's not a lot in Winnipeg to, okay, now you're in Vancouver and there's like everything It's, like right well, at down. least,
2: at least he was in cold places and he wasn't like, you know, suddenly thrown into like Florida. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah like the the first thing that i bought that i moved to winnipeg was a, was like a canada goose jacket to keep me warm and everything right because it's yeah. warm until like minus minus 60 degrees i think or something so, so, something so so i stayed warm but like i was i was so i was so focused on like hockey and making it to to the nhl so like there wasn't really that much difference from like Winnipeg to Chicago and everything. It was just like, I mean, I was so so focused and like uh, living and everything didn't really matter, matter either. Cause I moved away from home when I was 17 already back, back home. So like, I, I think like the biggest difference was just like from Chicago to Vancouver in the NHL and like, like being in the NHL, and like the way that the Canadian teams like take care of their players and everything, I mean, like, like you don't have to think about anything because everything is like thought of for for you, which is pretty nice. (laughs) Like the only thing you have to do is like, it's like play and play good. And then like everything will be good.
0: No, I, I I could definitely imagine the fact that you know just being able to like that difference from the AHL to the NHL. I mean, you're talking about NHL. How about for the fact too, like you've got you played with guys like Roberto Luongo, Corey Schneider, and you even got to like pair up with Markstrom again with the with the uh, with Vancouver. Like, what was that experience like? Just like being able to like kind of share the same share the same position, same room, and just kind of learn from guys like you know Luongo and Schneider and all in your in your early days i mean i can't believe you said cam ward we almost
1: have to take away your like kane's kane well, hand, oh no now.
0: oh no oh no we are we're gonna get there we're gonna we're gonna get we're, we're just slowly because you know, we're trying to give we, we want to give fans a context and not because you know, you're more than just any lack the hurricane goalie like you you know, played in other places too. so don't worry Eddie. we're definitely going to talk about Cam ward i'm our other co-host i was going to say ba- Bailey's screaming, wanting to oh, talk. Oh, <laughs> so. oh yeah, no, like yeah, no. Trust me, I'm not going to get lambasted for not bringing up Cam Ward, but <laughs> <laughs> we got to start no, somewhere.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fun early. I mean, I remember my my first training camp, and it was ro- rookie camp before the main camp started. So we were all in penticton where like the camps were going to be and everything and rookie camp just finished and uh, i had to move hotel room because the 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 stars and like the canucks were coming and like we all shared rooms, so like i didn't know i didn't know who i was going to share room with and i was just there early so i called down to like the front desk and i'm like hey like do you guys know who i'm sharing room with and they're like yeah, you're actually sharing with Roberto Luongo, and like my like heart dropped. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my god! Like, yeah. I, like, I like called all my friends, and I'm like, guys, I'm gonna be roommate with Luongo for a week. Like, how cool is this, <laughs> right? So, uh, <laughs> like, he uh, he he taught me a lot in the beginning, and like, especially what it's like to be a pro, and like how you handle yourself because. We, when you're a goalie and everything, I mean, you. There's like a time and place for everything where you can joke, but like, there's definitely a time like where you need to be se- serious because like the whole team is also looking at you to like be the guy and and perform and everything. So like he, he definitely taught me a lot about that, but also like the on ice stuff and and and. When when we both had Roly Melanson there, like, Roly wanted me and Lou to kind of play play the game the same way. So, like, it was really easy for me to have a role model there because he was just right next to me, right? And it's someone that I looked up to, like, for a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That that's one thing everyone talked about, Long Wong, no matter if he was in Vancouver or Florida. Like, everyone – says that he was a great leader and someone that you can lean on and that honestly that's probably the, one of the best guys to have early in your career like just being someone to lean on and stuff like that and even like too towards like the like, even like you know you're, when you got that extension with vancouver to stay there as well and then you got paired with ryan miller another you know goalie that's like it's it's like early, it's like it seems like every goal that you've been paired with through most of your career. It's just, it's like guys that are like kind of respected and well known within the league. Like, like how was that for you just being able to have so many guys that you could say, Oh, yeah, I was a tandem with this player?
1: Yeah. I mean, no one trusted me to be the number one, so I was always paired with good goalies. <laughs> 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 but, <Hey>. but <laughs> no, it was fun. I mean, like, I've been for- fortunate enough to, like, be around and, like, learn from a lot of, like, legends of the game, right? And, and especially those guys, Luongo, uh, Cam Ward, and Ryan Miller are like are, are like, guys that are very high up. In like the all-time win column and everything, so 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 yeah. I mean, I I I I'm like fortunate enough to call them like friends, and it, and it's guys that I really uh, bonded
0: with both on and off the ice. No, that's awesome. And so before we move into the Hurricanes portion of your career, I thought Wait. this was very.
2: Wait, Zach, I have a question. It might be a little spicy. Who? I mean, obviously, you love everyone that you've been in, in tandem with do you have a, a favorite partner <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no bias because of the podcast you're on there's no bias you, you can no bias really. i mean no, there are, no good, there are other good names
2: you've been put with i mean I, no bias just <laughs> curious it might have been just like you i had don't the most know fun
0: like
1: <laughs> yeah but they're they're like so di- different you know like louie i had the most fun with because we had like the Twitter banter and everything and we just went back and forth and like we kind of joked all the time and then uh, Cam obviously like for the wine and like meeting with his family <laughs> and everything like yeah. that right like we had a lot of good good times in his backyard there and 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 uh, Miller was kind of like the same thing like I I grew uh, a friendship with him and we hung out on the road like like dinners and everything so like I don't think I can pick anyone uh, <laughs> like uh, you were... I would say like the most fun that I had was probably the year in in Jersey levels when it was me and Keith Kincaid cause like we were both just like the same kind, kind, kind of age. We still like to have a little bit of fun, like outside of the rank and like no no one really trusted us to like to 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 like um, take that team to like the playoffs. And like obviously, it was mostly like Keith, but like eh, I had a few good games that I contribute with, like to And it was just like like a fun run that him and I were like on. And like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was awesome.
0: So, are, so do you, are you still in contact with any of those guys? Like, are you still talking to Roberto? Are you still talking to Kim? Like, is there, is there still like long lasting, like yeah. friendships that you're still talking with these guys? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I have talked to all those like four th- throughout the last year or so. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, Obviously, we all live in different places and everything, but 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 uh, uh, I told those guys when they come here, they better
0: hit me up and we can go for dinner. So, yeah, yes, yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, you can't, you can't leave Eddie hanging out there if they ever make it to Arizona. So, real quick before we go into the hurricane stuff, I do want to mention this, and I thought this was a very interesting little tidbit. Uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but apparently. Uh, you got your first NHL shutout on your home ice debut uh, back in December of 2013. The team, uh, which I find very interesting, was the Carolina Hurricanes. They were your first shutout. <laughs> I know. I know. It was
1: actually it was actually my first ever home game in the NHL too. And Roly Melanson, the goalie coach told me before the game he said you're always going to remember your first home game in the and he, that was true cuz i had a shout out too so yeah yeah it, made That's it extra memorable
0: just a little bit and it's and it's very fitting for uh you know the next thing we have to talk about the course it is
2: I mean, Carolina. that's what the Canes do best, though, right? Like we always joke, it's a running thing. If there's a guy that's playing and he hasn't scored his first NHL goal, he plays our team. We, we let him have that first goal. If it's a <laughs> new goaltender, probably he's yeah. going to get a yeah. shutout. We we're, we're just very generous down here yeah. in the Carolinas.
0: <laughs> you you know what? The, I think yeah. for the fact that Carolina Carolina saw that and they're like, you know what? Maybe we should we should trade for this guy so he doesn't shut us out again, and they did. <laughs> 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 so okay. Like I said, so now we have to bring up Cam Ward because, like I said, we I would get absolutely lambasted and just thrown to the wolves if we don't bring up, you know, the now last year or I guess this year former uh, Hall of Fame inducted to the Carolina Hurricanes, you know, Hall of Fame. Like, what was your – I know you talked about it a little bit, but, like, what was that relationship like with uh, with Cam Ward down, down here in Carolina and just being – like, seeing how hockey is down here in the South compared to – like, basically being in Canada with Vancouver and stuff. Like, what was that difference like in being with Cam?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a huge difference playing in Carolina. Like, like I told you, like, when when you play in Canada, I mean, they have everything lined up for you. I mean, you don't have to think at all. And then, like, like when I came to Carolina with the old ownership, it was kind of like you – know, I went back to like the AHL again with like everything around the team and everything. Uh, and, 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 and I know things have changed with the new ownership and everything and everything is like good now. Uh, but that was like, like the biggest difference for like me. Cause I felt that, Oh, Oh, oh my God. Like, I mean, uh, it was so nice in Vancouver. And then, it was kind of just, like, a culture shock when I came, like, down to Carolina. But then, I mean, I got used to that. And then, like, uh, meeting Cam and everyone. And, like, I love the fans there. Like, like I wish that we were a little bit better when I played there, too. Because, like, I would have loved, like, the storm surge and everything. I mean, like, like... I was just there like three years too early I feel like and and all the fun stuff happened when I left or or, or like maybe because I left, I don't know, but 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 yeah. <laughs> it was it was great and <laughs>
2: And, it, and and yeah it
0: wasn't you Kim, it wasn't you it, it was yeah no <laughs> eddie trust us we could we completely understand your sentiment it's like yeah we're, we're glad for the new ownership because the former ownership at that point was just not it so yeah unfortunately like you said you came three seasons too early because yeah it's been it's been a wild run but also though the fact about well, how you and cam did how you both you played together too like you guys were it, it wasn't for the lack of trying on your guys' part. There's only so much you guys can do in net with the team that's kind of put in front of you. So, honestly, no one can really like yeah, no. uh, how much work you and Kim had to put in and stuff like that, too.
1: No. And, I mean, there are goalies that, like, didn't do very well for a few years after I left, too, right? So, I don't think that it was just us, like, but I do think that we took a lot of blame for, for it then, like, too. But, But Ron, Ron Francis told me when I signed, he was like, yeah, you're, we're going to have the best D league, uh, D three years. And I'm like, oh my God, that like sounds amazing. And like, honestly, that's kind of what has happened now, now like too, but I was just, I was there for like the
0: dark days before it came, (laughs) came, came pleasant to be a (laughs) Coley. Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely call that ten year stretch the dark ages too. So yeah, it's uh that was a that was a time. That was definitely in time, but yeah, it's we
2: definitely it's, talked about it before too, of like the amount of people we we're like, Oh, we wish they were just around just a little bit longer to get into the Rod more fun times. Yeah,
0: like like Brock McGinn, yeah. Elias Elias Lindholm. you know, you, Noah Hannafin, like you guys have, like that yeah. like that core around that time. Yeah, put that core on this on this like version of the hurricanes, yeah. It would have been so different <laughs> for you guys for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. And like all those guys were great guys and everything, like too. I mean, we were just super young at that time and like like you said as well. I mean raw Rod, Rod, Roddy Roddy was someone that I wish that we had as a head coach when I was there. I mean, like, even anyone that I talk to now in the Hurricanes, I mean, everyone loves Roddy, and and, and, and I loved him as an, as an assistant coach, but, uh, like, it's definitely someone that you want to play for as a head coach and, like, you want to play, like, good because you want to make him happy because, like, he's such a solid human.
0: Yeah, that, that's what a lot of people are saying, too, is the fact that it's like the way that the culture is set up now in Carolina with him and, you know, Gleason and all those guys and even the front office, too. Like, the whole culture has just shifted with Dunn and Waddell and, yeah. and, all, and all of them. Um, I know we kind of talked about it before we jumped on. I know you you, know, you kind of keep up with Vancouver, and I'm assuming you, you, know, you keep up with Carolina. Like, do you get to watch the Canucks and the Hurricanes a lot, or is it just kind of like here and there with how your you know, work schedule is and then? You know, we're going to talk about your coaching career too. But like, have you been able to watch a lot of Hurricanes and Canucks games?
1: Uh, I haven't watched a lot, but I do watch the highlights and stuff, and I see see like key moments of the game and everything like that. But but yeah, I mean, I don't know. The last time I watched like a full game from start to finish, I mean, right, I work yeah. and two two young kids at home too, so <laughs> it's 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 never boring moment.
0: No, definitely for sure. No, I completely understand that. So um, so let's shift over a little bit because I know we got you for another like 15 minutes or so, Um, but I kind of want to shift over into like your post-career. So I know a lot of people know that you are doing real estate down there in Arizona now, but I don't think some know that you're even an assistant coach for the Arizona State Sun Devils. Like what's that whole process been like being able to now like kind of turn your playing experience into coaching at asu at a really nice mullet arena that you guys kind of also yeah. co cohabitate with the uh arizona coyotes uh, yeah no it's been great uh
1: i'm actually not with asu this year anymore okay. I, I i just got so busy with like work and everything right uh, but but uh, it was funny cuz when I retired and stuff, I mean, it was fun to kind of be on that other side as a coach and and like I feel like I learned a lot of things that like I almost wish that I knew when I played, right? Cuz when when you're playing, you're you're like so caught up in like the day-to-day stuff and if you have a bad practice or or a bad game, you know, like you're you're so angry with yourself and everything Right. But when I saw like the coach perspective and like more see like the long term plan and the long term goals of like players and stuff, yeah. I like wish that I that I kind of knew that when I was playing and like more focus on like just like getting a little bit better every day instead of just like being so emotional about it. Right. So uh, the coaching stuff was definitely like a fun experience and and. Uh, mm-hmm. If I didn't do so well in real estate, it's definitely something that I would, that I would consider uh, doing full full time.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's totally understandable. Well, so so let's talk about some real estate then, real quick. So, like, what I know, I know you've kind of mentioned on like Twitter or X, however you want to call it, like that you've kind of you know kind of I think invested kind of early, and then it kind of turned into something more. Like, what's that been like? Just being able to do what you're doing in certain terms of real estate, especially when, you know, you've got 15 and a half million dollar mansions with a, with a basement hockey ring, Like what's that whole experience been like for you doing that down there? No, it's been great. I mean,
1: it's been an easier transition than I thought, you know, like, like, I mean, ho- hockey was like almost the only thing that I knew. Right. Cause, cause that's what I've done my entire life. So, uh, I, like, think that it was hard for me in the beginning ju- just to, like, identify as, like, Eddie, the real estate agent, and not Eddie, the hockey player. Because you go from, like, top of the food chain and everyone looks up to you and everything to go hockey to, like, the ball, the real estate agent, and, like, everyone wants it. Like, you don't really do do anything, but like to to trick people for for money, you know. So uh, <laughs> when I actually like, it was just like a transition for me to like uh, to like really find my own identity again, right? But 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 then when I started helping people and everything in real estate and. And actually, providing value and everything like uh, it's been great. I mean, I'm getting a lot of Canadians that are buying from me down here because I played in Vancouver and everything, right? Uh, in Calgary, so so so, uh, it's been a lot more like smooth transition than what I thought.
0: No, that that's great. Yeah, it's it's always interesting when you look at the like. For players going into like post careers, because a lot of guys go into coaching or scouting or stuff like that. And it's, it's because, like you said, like your hockey career is only so long, you got to figure out what you're going to do after that. Just to be so for the fact that you've been able to transition into that is, you know, it, I, it definitely is like a culture shock to you, too. Another like career step somewhere else instead of just, oh, yeah, I played hockey. And now it's like, okay, now what do we do next? <laughs> so we got you for a few more minutes so we definitely need to talk about this because i know a lot of people are going to want to know about the whole Laco taco thing like for those who don't know how did how did all that begin for for you and how that whole because i know there's a lot of photos with you with like the taco foam head and all that stuff too like what was that all what was that like for you just being able to you know that whole taco situation <laughs> <laughs> so that
1: started in Vancouver and uh, and uh, they had a place there uh, well for for there was like a journalist that asked me what my favorite food was and I said well I like tacos and they like thought it was the most fascinating thing that like a Swedish guy like living in, in North America likes Mexican food and and, and I was like... Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's pretty fun, but yeah, I've been I've been making it every Friday with my dad since I since I grew grew up, you know. So it's not that weird for like me. Uh, So then, like, it kind of took a life of its own, and everyone started to ask me about it. And uh, then I was like, "What the hell? I'm gonna make a taco tattoo on my arm." um and there was a place in vancouver uh that uh that started the loco taco uh and they they had it so so uh, um three tacos cost whatever my goals against average was at that time so like it could fluctuate between like two and three bucks you know Um, and (laughs) and And, 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 um, yeah, then I got to Carolina, and like the PR department was like, Hey, are you interested in doing like a like a taco deal with Gonza here? And I was like, Yeah, I would love it. And then, like, they took one of their like award winning tacos and like stamped, stamped my name on it. And like, it was amazing because I could go in there and just, eat once a week and it was awesome and and like my taco was like the best thing on the menu i miss it
0: so much (laughs) oh my gosh well hopefully you know if you ever get back out to carolina hopefully you can find that same place for you and uh be able to be like hey are we still doing those tacos because you know yeah (laughs) no that's great i always get like guys
1: sending me uh stuff on on twitter still when they go to like the restaurant and it's still like my taco on the menu and everything so yeah
0: yeah it's pretty cool (laughs) that's great that's awesome so so when when the carolina does come out to arizona like are you do you meet up with some of the guys or talk to anyone from the organization or is it just kind of like you know they're in town and you kind of hope to hear something but like do you ever catch up with the canes when they're out there out that way yeah i do like like
1: most of my friends got traded right so so <laughs>
2: yeah
1: like, <Oops>. uh, <laughs> so it's like hmm, about that <laughs> yeah 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 so 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 like i actually have most friends on on the flames right now so uh there's a few teams like that that i that i that i go out when when they come into town and everything so so yeah it's definitely uh some teams, but I haven't
0: been out with the Canes team here yet, so, yeah. Okay. So, outside of of your teammates, because some I know, like you said, some of them are still playing right now, is there any, like, couple, is there certain guys you kind of see more than others, like I said, you know, with Lindholm and Noah and all those guys, is there any, like, any particular teammates you kind of see on a regular, more easier basis than some other ones?
1: Yeah, I mean, Lindy would be, like, a guy that I see more often than not because i see him a little bit when he's here and i see him like like a little bit back home in sweden uh like victor rask uh is another guy that that uh, we 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 like play together right and 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 him and joachim nordstrom and and elias came came to my wedding and everything Um so those are like the biggest canes guys that I still keep in contact with and stuff. Like I've, I've golfed a little bit with, with Freddie Anderson when he's been in town here, cause he's still a good friend with Austin Matthews here and everything. Right. So, so, okay. so, um, so yeah, I'd like to see a few of them.
0: No, that's great. Uh Kat, you got any questions before we let uh, Eddie go and? you know, do, yeah. his, do his real estate thing. I, got,
2: I guess I got like a a, two, a little two-parter before you go. One, you say you do watch some highlights of the games around. Has there been any recent saves or anything that you found that by recent goalies that you've seen on highlights or anything that are memorable to you? And then do you have, I know you remember the game, the shutout game, but is there another game or memory that just is one of your favorites on the ice or off the ice? <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: well, first, I mean, the Canes, I would say, like, and I'm not gonna even try to, to pronounce his name, but I really like the new Russian goalie, right? And, oh, and, uh, and then, yeah, Peter, yeah, Peter could check the yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, so, like, and I don't think that he's new, I mean, I, like, I, like, feel that he... He like proved himself in the AHL. Like it's been like two or three years mm-hmm. that I can't kind of thought that he was gonna get get a chance already with like the big club, right? So like he's he's definitely re- ready for for it now. And like yeah, it's been really fun fun to see him play. Uh, obviously, like uh, it's always fun to watch like the AHO and and and. Slavin and everyone, right? Like like those those are guys that I play with that are like superstars in the league now, right? So 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 uh those are like the kind of guys that I keep a lot extra eye on.
0: So Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh Eddie, before we let you go, like I said, big thank you to just being able to fit us in your schedule. Like I said, I know you've been busy with everything you got going on, but Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, between between real
2: estate, fighting off the trolls on Twitter. Like <laughs> you just you're a busy man.
1: <laughs> Sabres fans get out of your oh phone. It's okay. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I like had cause 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 uh, someone posted something. I don't know why why I saw it, but but it was like top upcoming cities to live in in America and Buffalo was like number, <laughs> number one and I almost commented and I was like oh my god I've had enough death threats and everything I'll keep my mouth." <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna be. laughs>
0: yeah yeah we we, we, we we don't need the other uh, hitman of Buffalo coming after you your, already as your wife is. is
2: just like no it's not worth it it's not worth it
1: <laughs> like,
2: I don't
0: right, know
1: uh, where like they all found fu- found me because i have like no one from buffalo that's even following me and then like they all just came out of the woodworks and like attacked yeah. me and i'm like guys guys i know i'm retired it's okay you you can tell me that i suck as a goal you can tell me i, I don't care like it's fine
0: <laughs> i i lived it i understand it's okay <laughs>
1: You telling me that I suck as a goalie is not going to change my opinion on your city. I mean,
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> I still, see, I still played more NHL time than you ever have or will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I still have more
1: playoff games in the last 10 years than the Buffalo Sabres as an organization. <laughs> so like, you know, like, it, like, it says something like, like, leave me <laughs> and support your own team
0: first. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, heck! I mean, heck! Oh you, 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 you had a better chance to win a Stanley Cup than they have. So, what does that really mm-hmm. say about them? Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Oh my right? gosh. Like... Worry about your own team.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sabers fans worry about yourself. But all right, Eddie, before uh, before you go, uh, where can people find you on socials? Where can they find your business? And anything else you want to promote? The floor is yours. <laughs> Uh, Email eddy
1: at eddylack.com. Super easy. If you're looking at any places down here in Arizona, I'd love to help you guys out. Uh, Social media. Uh, If you want to see all the death threats from Saber's fans, go on at eddylack on Twitter. (laughs) And on Instagram, I am uh, at eddylack31, which is a little bit more about my real estate uh, venture and everything. And you get to see some some, uh, cool houses there. So, yeah, please hike along.
2: There yeah, are so, houses with hockey rings at the bottom. Like, I just, they are cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Arizona.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah in, in Arizona.
2: Arizona. Oh, don't uh-huh. worry. We saw that and we, all of us were like, could we all chip in together to have a house out there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: for real, though. For real, though. All right, Eddie, well, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Um, I know you got a house. You got to start doing photos and all that stuff for us, So hopefully that goes well. And uh, have a good night and have a good weekend, man. Like I said, thank you so much for uh, hopping on with us today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. appreciate you guys.
1: Sorry. Thank See you. you honey. Bye. Bye.